somebody like pouring syrup for him he's drinking straight syrup love it I, he deserves it. it uh welcome to the letter may roast it podcast it's, it's, it's motor oil <laughs> we have don fry who's drinking motor oil greg wilson is coming on mccorkle's coming on we got the dream team don congrats on your your joe rogan appearance uh i've heard nothing but, i've heard nothing but great things man congratulations you haven't heard it uh, I didn't listen to it because I also, because I feel like I. I oh, you piece of shit. You didn't even mention. <laughs> That's why. You didn't even plug That's our. why. You didn't even plug our podcast. That was like, I was good. Like, you didn't even mention the fact you're on this podcast every week. How do so, you know? But it's okay. How I do you know? know? You didn't know? <laughs> yeah, right. no, how, how do you know? How because because nobody mentioned the fact that like hey Don Fry gave a shout out I figured somebody would say anything and then nobody said anything but it's okay I still love you man uh, it doesn't matter well, I didn't expect I didn't expect to be on your podcast anymore after the Joe Rogan show <laughs> <laughs> exactly you're on to bigger and better things yeah that's what we're, I yeah, yeah. we we were just a triple A ball you were warming up on. Fired. We were actually. Yeah, I was going to have to be inspired by you. It was that I was going to go, go, go. You know. <laughs> well, well, I'm happy for you. No matter what, man, I'm I'm happy for you. How is the How is the feedback been? How is How's How's the reaction been? Been real good, partner. Been real good. You know. Um. I've, you know, you've always had a couple of ding dongs on there. Got a keyboard warriors who are safe. You know, that, oh, yeah, that I heard that. You know, hiding. But for the most part, yeah, I mean, 99% has been good. Well, you're a guy's guy, man. You're one of the legends, dude. You're like, uh, if it was basketball, I feel like you'd be a doctor, the Dr. J. You'd be the Larry Bird. You're, you're <laughs> one of the, you'd be one of the guys that started the sport, you know, even bigger than that. I mean, you'd be like, uh, like the Kareem Abdul Jabbar of the NBA. Well, yeah. And, so. See now, I know, I know who creamed up Joel Jabbar and Dr. Jr. You know, so I know that. So. Yeah, <laughs> these are references that work. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, I understand. So I'm, I'm happy for you, Greg. How was your weekend? You were in El Paso, right? I was. I was in El Paso. You know, it was kind of a weird thing because uh, I'm dealing with a family emergency, also in El Paso, and so I'd be at the hospital all day, and then I'd have to go do the show. And wow. that's always a very difficult transition. But, you know, I mean, that's part, of, part and parcel with what we do. You know, the show must go on, and you kind of separate your personal life from the show. The show business is you go out there and you fucking do your job. And, I mean, I wound up having – they were great shows. They were fucking spectacular shows. But it was weird. It was a bit hollow on stage. You know, I was kind of – in some points, I felt like I was kind of just saying the words. Yeah, I, you know, my, when my mom – my stepmom, but who, who, the woman who raised me, when I was three, my mom, when she was on – 
she was dying of cancer. It was like, it was any day and I had to do comedy. I was doing comedy and it was such a release. But at the same time, I would tell, I would tell the crowd, I'm like, listen, my mom is passing away right now. So I really need, and they thought I was, I was kidding. Like they were waiting for the punchline. But yeah. There'd only be a couple, a couple. And then the one woman was like, that's not funny. I'm like, no, I, I know, I know it's not yeah, funny. It, it, yeah, exactly. Agreed. It's not funny. You're right, lady. It's not. <laughs> I'm like, but this is, this is like therapy to us. This is, this is one of the yeah. reasons I do it. Uh, but I hear, Don, do you ever have to have a fight while some crazy shit was going on with you at home? Yeah, exactly that. My um, uh, soon-to-be ex-wife, you know, at the time we were married, and I didn't know how bad our relationship was. <laughs> but, uh, I was getting, I was, I was in the warm-up room for a fight, and uh, yeah, yeah, you know. I, I, one of my one of the guys from walking in, and he just felt the blood had left his face, you know, and um, and the other guys they kind of they looked at him, and so I knew something was what the fuck's going on, you know? We uh, we really shouldn't. They can wait. No, it can't wait. What the fuck is going on? Uh, and he's waiting. You cut straight on the fight. No, tell me right now, or I'm gonna fucking punch you, you know. And well, your father's in the hospital, about to die, you know. Oh. So that, oh. that, yeah. And then you had to go out and fight after hearing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she picked a real good time to call and say that, you know. But what? I now, did you? Wait, I was gonna say. Now in that fight, did you go in there? Did you murder this guy, or were you distracted? Was it a distraction to you? No, I I knocked him out real fast. And <laughs> that, that's I, what he gets. Said, there you go. I should have got the fuck out of there, but they didn't have any planes leaving at the time, so I had to wait till the next day. And I, I should have just bought a fucking ticket, you know, from somebody else. I just couldn't, you know, you you, you just don't think, you know, clearly. Yeah, yeah, you know? absolutely, absolutely. You're just kind of you're struggling in the moment, and you're just trying to make the right decisions. And that, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, but you do your best with, at the moment. You know, you went in there, you took care of business. And that was the most important thing at that point, you know? And that was the thing for me, the shows, I just wanted to rock. I didn't want the shows to show it. And on my last night, on Sunday night, my last show at the end, I finally told the audience what I'd been going through. And they all, and I got a big round of applause from my sister that I got on video of them all yelling, get well, Sarah, and oh, everything, okay. and screaming for her. And it was really amazing. And I was able to send that to her. So, you know, I mean, listen, uh, you, you, you got to work with it, man. Did uh, she oh, get it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got it. So, and hopefully she gets out of the hospital today, Lord willing. So, you know, this is the life. Yeah. Sean, how you doing? Doing all right, man. Uh, all this talk about relatives being alive is kind of depressing me a little bit, but, um, <laughs> you know, I don't know. But, um, I, uh, hey, man, have you, uh, did you see? Um, My sister be about you. How did you do that? <laughs> I'm, I'm a master. You selfish fucking Well, at least you have a sister, Brad. Um, <laughs> But um, I never had a sister. Um, but no, yeah, the, uh, back to you again. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <Back to> you. <laughs> hey, uh, Adam, I don't know if you guys saw. Did you guys see Phil Baroni is trying to fight John Gotti's junior's son? John yeah, Gotti yeah, the yeah, third, yeah, yeah. That guy's pretty good, though. The kid's good. 
Yeah, and uh, they're talking shit. He's with John A. Light, who's a guy that was a, a mob rat who's killed like 50 people. Um, so they're, do they're trying to do like a tag team MMA match, I guess, with Gotti Sr. and his son versus John A. Light, who's killed 50 people, and Baroni. Uh, Any way you look at it, I think it's a great move for Baroni to get mixed up with organized crime. Uh, and used to go back 30 years. Like, uh, I mean, I know, I know about guys wanting to get a fight with Logan Paul, but you're actually challenging the Gotti family. Like, I don't know how dangerous they are anymore, but I have a feeling they probably have a few goons around them who might, you know, you might lose either way. So, and he lives in Long Island right now. So that's, that's what I'm saying. How do you place a bet on that fight? How do you place a bet on that fight? I'm pretty yeah. sure it's by taking money and this is lighting it on fire. Dude, my wife, meanwhile, yeah. Greg, my wife and I, uh, <laughs> my wife and I got into an argument last night because, you know, she, she wants to adopt a kid, right? Which, I mean, huh. which I'm not, I'm not against. It's just right now we have, you know, we have a, we have a daughter, we have three cats, we have three, a puppy, three bunnies. And a very like, young daughter too. I mean, she's still daughter. a little baby. I mean, and, and already, and I'm trying, we have careers. She has enough, she doesn't have enough time as, as, as it is right now. I mean, literally dogs peeing everywhere. She's like, we need to return. I'm like, we're not returning the dog. The dog will hate me, by the way. We need to return the dog. I'm like, we got to get a refund. This one's broken. It keeps I'm like, we're not going to return. She, she would never really return the dog, but I'm like, you know, meanwhile, the dog hates me the most. And I'm like, no, he's not going anywhere, right? And he's the one that hates me. I'm the, so my, my wife makes an appointment to like, it's a long process to, to start to like look into kids. And I'm just like, Bree, we don't have, we don't have time. Like we, we, and then her mom is with us. And I, so then her, her mom's like, you know, religious. And uh, I was like, well, what, what's the name of the <laughs> As he looks around and she's, uh, she's, not, she's not listening, is she? She's not around. She Adam, completely, <laughs> Adam completely forgets she can listen to this later. But uh, <laughs> I think, uh, I think Adam, anytime you, get a, anytime you get a chance to add like a future possible serial killer to your family, I think it's a good move. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I, think, well, I don't know if it's a super adopting kids. A lot of times it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, hot, a lot of hard work. There's a lot of stuff that comes along with it. And I'm all for making someone's life better, but it's just a lot. You have to really commit. So then I, hey, I'm like, Adam, call yeah. me after the show. <laughs> call, call me after the show. Oh, okay. <laughs> I think he's, got an, he's got an adoption. He's got an adoption opportunity for you. <laughs> so yeah, how'd you like Vietnamese girl? Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, how'd you like to adopt a legend in MMA? What were you saying, uh, Don? You said your ex did that, and it was a big disaster. Is that what you said? That's that's yeah. what we left off. No, of. she no, she got away with it. She got away with it. She 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 was hiding money, and um, I found some. I found some deposit slips, and I showed my attorney. And she said, well, she could do that. I said, what do you mean she could do that? She Half the money is hers. And I said, well, I didn't get my half, God damn it. You know? <laughs> well, you should have. <laughs> That's your fault. Yeah. Oh, I, 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 I don't think you said your ex adopted a kid. Did your ex adopt a kid? Without tell, like, did, did that happen too? No, she uh, stole a bunch of money. Uh, I told you to start hiding money because you're heading for a divorce. Oh, thank okay. you. Thank you for the, thank you for the, for and then, the Adam and you missed well, it. Because, welcome uh, to, to marriage advice with Don. <laughs> Don said that uh, women are like the Chinese planning 10,000 years ahead and men are just thinking about lunch. And then I said, yeah, I mean, we're playing checkers. And then Greg said, yeah. And they're playing Chinese checkers. No, I did not say that. that, was, that was, <laughs> you you know, that sounds like the best podcast ever. That's the way I remember it happening. You really missed some pretty good stuff while you were gone. 
Yeah, by the way, did you guys see what happened with Joe Schilling over the weekend? No, yeah. that was amazing. All I right, loved it. so I got to get your opinion on this. All right, so I'm just going to share the screen. So Joe Schilling, it's all over TMZ now. So Joe Schilling was at, was, was at a bar, um, and uh, Joe Schilling was at a bar, and some guy was, like, talking shit to him. This is, this is what he said happened, right? So this is what – I wonder if I could – how do I share the screen? I'll share the screen right here. Uh, okay, so here we go. Can you guys see this? Yep. All right. Yes. So here we go. Joe, so Joe Schilling is, by the way, if you don't know Don Fry, he's one of the best fighters uh, in kickboxing. He won a bunch of glory tournaments. He, he, MMA career was like four and six, but kickboxing, he's like one of the best. So here's some guy at a bar yeah. uh, being a complete jerk off. But, yeah, I mean, just all right so. <laughs> boy that didn't take much at all look at this is a dog so this is what uh all right so this is what joe Schilling said happened right so how do i get how do i get rid of this uh sharing the screen or pick another you know uh so i go to i go to uh new share pause share right um how do i get rid of this is this is this uh we're gonna go to new well first i think you gotta pause it you gotta look the other thing up and then reshare uh well no so no i have i have i'll i'll actually write it down right so do i go to but how do i get rid of the stop sharing um okay there you go all right so here's so here's what joe Schilling says happened right so he says a lot of people are like torn on this. He says, me and this idiot bumps into him and screams out, me and broke ass. Okay, so this guy tried to uh, fake out the wrong mofo. Okay, so I walk by this, and this idiot bumps into him and it screams out, me and this broke ass N-words don't get along. The bus boy was seriously offended, doesn't want to lose his job. As the night goes on, this clown starts looking at me and rapping whatever song was being played will make an eye contact with me. I'm like, what's wrong with this idiot? I go outside to smoke and as I'm walking back, he bumps into me. I put my hand out to catch him, immediately says, I'm sorry, you can see me nod my head like cool. Then he realizes it's the guy who's been rapping all night long, he yells, hey, turn around, he flexes on me. Bad decisions are made every day. I went back and sat down to finish my drink, pay my two servers, the busboy, everyone thanked me. Fuck that guy. So, uh, I mean, that's not really how it looked. Uh, a lot of people are saying Joe Schilling instigated that. He went behind him. He kind of bumped him, came back. The guy was drunk. He's twice as big. I, hit, I, I texted Joe Schilling. I go, listen, man, uh, I don't want to see you go to jail or, like, kill somebody. And he goes – he's and Joe Schilling wrote back, he's alive. Uh, so, <laughs> you know, I, and I kind of respect the outlaw in it, of, of this of him. But at the same time, that was a drunk guy. You're a train fighter. You're one of the best in the world. Was that really needed? Because he could kill somebody like that. And – Fry, what are your what are, what are what are your thoughts on that? You know, uh, knocking out a drunk guy, there, there's no fucking. Um, uh, it's like masturbating, you know. <laughs> there's there's one there's one end to it, and it's not a fun fun way to get there, you know. <laughs> um, there's nothing to the breath. 
There's no bragging. There's no bragging to it, you know? Right, right. He's just, well, it didn't take much. I mean, that guy didn't even get his hand. I mean, no. it looks like it was just whap, and that was it. So I, I don't know about you guys, but I always no. brag when I jerk off. Um, but no, I think a little bit of the, uh, a little of the story got lost. I guess the guy kept saying the N word and things like Greg early, like the Chinese checker thing. He kept saying I it to a black, say <laughs> he kept saying it to a black, uh, bus boy, like saying nigga to a black bus boy. And I guess Joe was kind of like, come on, man. You know, like, cause the bus boy don't want to get fired. Then he bumps in. He did. If you watch the video, we couldn't really see on here. It was a little grainy, but the guy did pull back. Like he was going to hit Joe. Like if you watch his shoulder pulls back, yeah, like he it's like the, that. Yeah, like he's gonna hit him. Uh, that, yeah, uh, that's listen. Yeah, that's what he meant by flex. I guess he flexed yeah. on him, and and you're right. You know what? You you don't you don't pull out a gun unless you tend to fire it. He you know he pulled out he pulled it out on the wrong guy and just got smacked. I mean, well, I mean, Joe, but Joe said he was scared. Thing is, but no, you know what? Here's the thing: is it's an instant, instantaneous uh, reflex. You know, for a fighter. Right. If, if you, you see somebody, somebody drop back, boom, you know, you don't even think about it. Man. You just, it's, it, it's, uh, God damn it, just boom, you know? Right. It's, at that point, it's instinct. You've trained so many times and seen that motion so many times, you know, oh, oh, you know, like, right. you're going to go. And you yeah. don't do that on someone who's, who's trained a million times to respond to it. But Joe Schilling, I mean, look, he's also, you know, a guy's a hardworking guy. Now he's going to get sued. He might get sued. He's probably going to lose. He might go to jail for two years. I mean, is probably going to get lung cancer. Is it, is it, is it all worth it for, for knocking this guy out? I mean, is it, is it worth it? It is, is in the moment. I, no, I don't know. None, none of it's worth it. I told you about when I beat that guy up outside a nightclub, right, Adam? Yeah, well, you, you kind of threw the guy in his head, right? Yeah, like I did a judo toss that Carl Parisian taught me, and it turns out when a guy's not trained and only 180 pounds, they go way further than a guy you're fighting. Um, but, yeah, judo throw, he turned upside down. It was like something out of the A-team, the old 80s show when B.A. would throw people. He, was, he went 15 feet through the air, slammed into a van that was parked, split his head open, got kicked in the head. Like, it was really bad. And then I took off. So, so then Joe wrote – so then Joe, Joe tweeted out uh, a screenshot – from the guy's ex-girlfriend that says, the guy you knocked out is my ex. He used, to, he used to physically abuse me on a regular basis. Thank you for sticking up for that bus boy and for the closure you just gave me. I've been waiting eight <laughs> years for karma to hit him straight in the face. Uh, <laughs> like signs literally. I mean that guy's ex. <laughs> oh. <laughs> See, exactly, sign, sign Joe Schilling's ghost account. <laughs> 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 and then Joe writes doing the Lord's work. That was what that was he wrote. So I mean all right. Well, at least your mother in law would like that. Yeah, right. Now that's true. <laughs> it was just like oh, oh, so, You don't get away with shit on this show. I'll tell no, you. you, know, you know. <laughs> so all right. Did you guys watch the UFC fights over the weekend? Yeah. Most of the main cars. No. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, oh, by the way, uh, that guy that he knocked out is fighting uh, MVP next, by the way. Um, and then, uh, by, <laughs> fucking Jake, by the way, Jake Shields wrote, Dylan Vanis called out that guy who got knocked out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Cyril Gain, by the way, is... He's a heavyweight who wants. Don, are we looking at your cock right now? What is going on? I was going to say, we're getting a real good shot of Don's cock right there. That's nice. <laughs> 
Yeah, there you go. Yeah, baby. Oh, there's some brown sugar on that oatmeal. Yeah. I think, I think Don got excited yeah. seeing the, the fucking bar fight. Um, so Cyril Gain is a guy who- uh, Gone, Cyril gone. Cyril gone. So Don, he's a, he's a UFC heavyweight. He's undefeated. He's a little frustrated because he's a really good kickboxer, but almost like a point fighter where he beats you, but doesn't necessarily like knock you out. Well, he did a couple guys, but his last two fights, um, he, he fucked up. What's his name last week? Uh, but, uh, but didn't look amazing doing it. Like he won the fight. He won every single round, but it wasn't like a guy that you get really excited to watch, uh, especially for a heavyweight. Uh, he beat, look, uh, what's his name? Kovlov he beat. What was the name of the guy he beat, Greg? Um, Volkov, right? Yeah, Volkov. Well, well Volkov now, this weekend. I thought yeah. you were talking about the other one. Yeah, Volkov. Well, now he's fighting for the uh, interim UFC title because I guess they can't get Ngannou to fight in August. They want a UFC fight. So he's fighting the Black Beast. That was announced yesterday. In which, wow. In which Dana wait, White- wait, 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 wait. That guy, wait, that guy's only 3-0 and or 4-0, or and right? 5-0. and I think he's 5-0. and I think he's three and zero in the UFC. I think he's like eight, he's like eight and zero. I think in in uh, in MMA. So he's fighting the Black Beast, and now people are angry about it because they want Ngannou or or John Jones to fight. And now Dana White is fighting with Ngannou's manager because he said basically we tried to make the fight happen, and then Ngannou's manager said no, you didn't. I'll post all the screenshots and receipts. You can't believe. And the guy's with CAA, and Dana's like, you better Ngannou should got a better guy representing him. So now that's going. That's that's a separate fight that's going on on Instagram. Um, I don't know. I mean, oh, that explains that explains why Nagano was in that movie. And my my agency never got me in a fucking movie in you know fifteen years of fighting. <laughs> all right. Uh, you know, this all goes back I to had his agents are garbage. Don Fry, you were in like ten movies, by the way. That's bullshit. You were in a lot of movies. Yeah, but I got all that by myself. All by myself, you know. It had nothing to do with those idiots that were representing me. What about the Priceline commercials? The what? The, uh, the ones with William Shatner. Priceline? Yeah. Yeah, I auditioned for that. Yeah, because, that was auditioned for, yeah. I like, and, they might have got they, No, you know what? I had, I had a real good um, agent. Uh, commercial agent, completely different than those movie agents. Got and it. the commercial agent was fantastic. Got it. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm not, this there you is go. About, this is about, this is about gone for, <laughs> for <laughs> the Black Beast. But I, I hear you. You should be, if it were up to me, you'd be in every movie. You'd be it's in just a, you'd be in I, I think it's just a shame that Affleck has a duck and not a bullfrog because I think there's only one place to go for a bullfrog's voice at this point in life. But. <laughs> it, it, it wouldn't say Affleck. He, like, just, he just McCorkled this whole con- this whole conversation. If, if Don Fry was the bullfrog, <laughs> we could tell out like, pussy, and like, you suck. <laughs> and, like, fuck you, fucking liberal. Fucking exactly. no point. Make America great again. <laughs> like, what does this have to do with car insurance? Um, is- <laughs> no real men left. <laughs> My ex-wife. Corkle punches people. But Corkle punches people when they're not looking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So now, I mean, what do you think about this fight, by the way, for the interim title shot, uh, heavyweight title, McCorkle? I think it's funny that I think Nganu fought like what two, three months ago, and it's already in it. He didn't want to. He wouldn't want to fight right away. So oh, you lost your title interim now. You know, like it's how long? So how long dumb. is the like you hold the bell? It's just. Uh, 
I think Dana gets a I think Dana gets a bad rap on a lot of stuff, man. I think the Fertitas hopefully I won't disappear with Phil Baroni, but I think the Fertitas were the ones that played hardball a lot back in the day with Fighter Pay and with Connor on UFC two hundred. And I think the new people that own the UFC are even worse than them. Seems like if you don't do exactly what they want, like, okay, we'll just yeah. ruin your career then, you know? Yeah, I mean the thing is I think that I think Gone Beast the Hollywood way. I think I think Gone Beast the Black Beast. I feel like the Black Beast has one way of beating you, which is to make sure that you make one mistake and then knock you out. But I feel like Gone is too smart for that. He's not going to shoot him for a takedown. Number one, he's just going to outpoint him and stay away. I mean, that's how I see that fight going. Greg. Now, first of all, you thought Volkov was going to win this fight, and everybody else said he wasn't. And then I think for Cyril, I think this is. I think he's about to step into the level where he loses. I think he's about to face the guys that could actually be him. He's been facing guys that he matched up well against. He had more skill, better athleticism. But now he's coming up against the guys that are actually going to beat him. And I think it starts with the Black Beast. But the Black Beast, has he ever won a round where he didn't just catch you? I feel like he's losing every fight. Until he but that's all he's got to do. And he will do He is going to catch you. You think so? Uh, yeah, and Cyril Gaon can get caught. And Volkov just couldn't do it. He was Volkov. I don't know. That was a weird scare. Not, I won't say scared, but the the way Volkov fought that fight was very defensive, and I thought it was dumb. Fry, what do you think? Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm just uh, trying to figure out how soon I'd get in shape so I'd get my shot at the interim title. Now, <laughs> now, Don, a prime, a prime Don Fry. Versus Prime and Ganu, who wins? Oh, Don Fry. Don Fry can fight three times in one night. You know, Nagano can't fight three times in one year. Oh, shit. <laughs> did. Wilson can't even masturbate three times in one night. Ah. What do you <laughs> and, Yeah. And but Don if you do, I bet you're proud of it. You know, <laughs> I don't Don, I think you gotta, Don, I think you got a point, man. I, I only fight three times, but I win three times. And you have way more weapons than Nganu. You know, Nganu may have more power than you, may have more power, but you have better wrestling. Wait a second, buddy. Wait a second. <laughs> now you're talking black power versus white power. Oh, no. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not. No, we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that. Nobody said <laughs> anything about black power. Oh, that's, not power. What, that's not what we're saying, God, I promise. Yeah. Now, now we got the brown power. We got a brown powder causing problems, instigating <laughs> shit. <laughs> uh, McCorkle, prime Don Fry versus Prime Ngano, who wins? Uh, I got to say Don Fry just by pure balls. But, uh, yeah, I think he hangs in there and takes everything and God has gotten more. I don't think, Don, you never got knocked out, right? Uh, by Jerome LeBanner. <laughs> well, that doesn't, that doesn't really count. But I already, can't wrestle. But. I was already stoned. I was already stoned on the way in there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I don't think I've ever even seen Don rocked. Well, no, I did Gary, but... Gary Goodrich the third time, right? Yeah, thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much yeah, for reminding <laughs> me of that. Yeah. <laughs> I, had, I had almost forgotten that. Uh, forget but, hey, you know, hey, Nagano hey. couldn't have taken Tate Cabot's. You know, Tate Cabot got me when Tate was Tate, you know, and I walked through that. Now, now, uh, Don, Tito Ortiz, Tank Abbott has a, a video saying that he used to train Tito Ortiz back in the day, and Tito Ortiz stole a check from him for $500, uh, and then tried to, and then cashed it, 
And also, he would wait for Don, he would wait for uh, Tank Abbott to go work as a bouncer, break into his house, and steal his liquor. Do you think that really happened? Well, how many times did he break in the house to steal his liquor? <laughs> he didn't say, he just said it happened, though. Well, then he needs to get better locks, obviously, you know. <laughs> I mean, if that's all it was stolen, he's lucky. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe he needs to get better stuff if, if he's only stealing liquor. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't have any furniture, you know. <laughs> nothing, nothing, to, nothing to sleep on. No, no electronics to steal. Do you think he, like, drank it and then reported it, like, at some of those places? Like, he put water in it to, like, look like it wasn't. I mean, it's just fucking Like crazy. you do? Like you do before a party? <laughs> of course. Like, of course. people over your house for a party? Oh, of course. All yeah. right. So OSP versus Tanner Bozer. I actually wrote a joke. OSP stands for one strike per round. That's what he throws. Then I felt bad when he lost. Maybe I should delete that joke. OSP <laughs> is the most frustrating fighter. <laughs> He's the most frustrating fighter of all time because you don't know which fighter is going to show up. He's either a world beater or he doesn't throw a punch. It's the fucking I, – if I was his coach, I would, I would fucking I'd jump off a, a cliff because that's got to be the worst guy to coach. You, know, you, don't, you don't know which one's going to show up. And he did not show up to, to win this fight. He made Tanner Bozer look like fucking prime John uh, Jones. Uh, I, I think this guy just is a, like a man without a weight class. It's like he tries to get down to 205, and he's, and he's too light. He, you know, he doesn't have the energy. Then he goes up to heavyweight to 265. He's only 235. And the other guy is already, he's not even close to being at the top of that row. And he gets beat up by Tanner Bozer's 245. I just don't think there's, and to be honest, let's be honest, he didn't look very interested in the fight. No. He doesn't look motivated at all. I think he should just go find something else to do. Was, was there ever a fight, Sean, that you had that you didn't, didn't want to be there? Yeah, every one of them. Um, I, right before the fight started, I think I didn't want to do this, man. It's crazy. But no, they were um, probably my last one, uh, which I suggest no one look up so I won't give you any cute, like, clues on how to get it. Uh, but I got beat up by a guy beating 30 seconds at Bellator. But, like, I did not. My back was hurting, man. Um, I was going through withdrawals because I didn't want to take any pain pills before and be sick. It was, it was terrible. But uh, I did not want to be there. I couldn't wait for it to be over. And that's when I knew I needed to never fight again. When you're – when you don't want to be in there and thinking like, I, I wish this dude would just submit me so I could be done with, you know, like that's your one, at least one fight past what you need to be doing. You know, you, you know what I said, Greg, he, he, he had a fight coming up in a week, right? Greg, are you doing your homework right now? What's going on? I, I'm sorry. You know what? I, we're <laughs> heading out of town tomorrow. And like, there's all these last minute details happening at the same time. Sorry about that. Greg's going to take, take his GD before he goes. <laughs> I gotta, yeah, yeah, really quickly. Sorry. Just, <laughs> sorry. It was a thing. Where, dude, dude, traveling to Hawaii right now is so complicated. Uh, and the thing is, all these restrictions, they stop on July 8th. Guess what day we return? July 7th. Are you, so, are you, is it a, a vacation? Or? It is. I am doing a show, but it is also, it's mostly a vacation. Let me know uh, if you need to get, what, what part of Hawaii? Maui. Let me know. I can hook you up with some more shows. In Maui? Yeah. We'll discuss. We are, absolutely. I'll reach out. Uh, so, yes. Well, tell, tell, hey, tell Tulsi Gabbard I said hi. And uh, <laughs> send me some more photos. Dude, <laughs> listen, I, I absolutely will. If I, if I see any excuse to talk to Tulsi Gabbard. Yeah, dude, dude I had shows. Uh, this guy hit me up with like a week full of shows there. But a lot of them were at gay bars. So like my, my, my oh, photo you're, you're was all, 
my photo was all over Cage Bars. <laughs> Wait a minute, is this what you're trying to get? It's like, hey, Greg, we got some, some good Cage Bars for you. <laughs> what kind of vacation? What kind of vacation? I'm taking a vacation from my wife. <laughs> Dude, they're the nicest crowds. <laughs> I'm sure they are. Listen, I, I, you know, I love the, I love the ABCDFQBGQ community. If you do the gay bar, um, say hi to uh, Dominic Cruz or Bruce Buffer if you see them there for me. So. <laughs> I'm just gonna that's a that's a McCorkle classic right there. I'm gonna leave that one alone. So Wait, what about McCorkle? Brendan Straub? Exactly. Oh, yeah. I exactly. He's the DJ. So McCorkle has a fight in like. McCorkle comes to LA. He has a fight in three days in Florida, right? I'm 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 like, please do not fight. He can't walk from the car to the diner. He can't. I have to like. He has to use me to walk, right? Ooh. He goes. He goes. Hey, I need you to, to help me. Let's let's go to a dispensary. I'm like, okay. This is back when you could you had to have a license. He gives me a thousand dollars to buy fucking stuff for his back. I'm yeah. Like, a thousand dollars worth of edibles and then i'm like how are you gonna fucking fight uh like you're out of your fucking mind i never saw a guy that couldn't walk before uh yeah fight. it was crazy turns out i couldn't fight either so it worked out but uh <laughs> yeah i got my ass kicked man it was it was terrible it was embarrassing i only took the fight because roy jones jr himself personally asked me like one of my childhood heroes it was his promotion like we'd love to have you on the show i said oh man i got a real bad back because we can pick your opponent and I'm like, yeah, man, I don't know. And I was managing fighters. He goes, yeah, put three or four of your fighters on this card, too, you know, and pay for it. I was like, oh, God, okay. So I went ahead and did it. It was a terrible idea. It was, it was terrible. So uh, Andre Philly looked amazing in his fight. I felt so bad because he, he, he poked the guy in the eye. So it was a no contest. So he got half his money. Oh, yeah, man. Especially because oh. he was whooping that dude's ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there was a, there's a guy named Kennedy... And Chikawu or something, he's a guy from Africa, from Cameroon. This dude just gets his ass kicked for the first two rounds every fight and wins in the third. Like, he just gets the shit beaten out of him for two rounds and then lands a punch. Don, I don't know what strategy this is. It's a crazy strategy, but uh, it's working for him. I'll tell you what who about that? Wait a minute. It's the married man strategy. The <laughs> <laughs> husband strategy. Seems like a lot of guys named Kennedy take shots to the head. Oh, oh man! Okay, uh, that's another McCorkle classic. Um, I felt bad for, uh, for for Justin James because he 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 fought Charles Rosa, and he he was getting paid twenty five thousand dollars for the fight. He put he bet the whole twenty five on himself, and then lost. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> you know what? This is a great anecdote for when someone goes. Listen, when you bet on yourself, you always win. <laughs> Not always. Keep your thumb out of their eyes, dumbass. <laughs> I mean, he said he would do it again too. Uh, you know, fuck it. I mean, um, he did it, and then uh, well, he needs to learn. He needs to learn how to make a fist first, you know? No, not him. It was a different guy. A different guy. The guy Justin James. He's oh. the guy that lost. He put twenty five grand on, on himself and then lost. Um, what about that guy Barcelos, man? He almost finished that guy Valley of. In the second, and then he didn't, and then he lost the fucking fight. He had that guy out, and that was one of those ones where it's like versus the stoppage you had before. You were like, they let that one go on a long time after what most guys probably would have stopped the fight. Yeah, and this guy Rakhmov, Shakfat Rakhmov, is going to be a problem. He's, he's undefeated from Kazakhstan. 
He ran through Michael. You know, the problem is people ask me, you think there's ever going to be another like GSP or Anderson Silva? And I, my, my thing is yes. But the issue is a lot of these guys are from Kazakhstan or, or uh, Chechnya or, you know, Dagestan. And they don't yeah. sell tickets. They don't have followers. People don't get really behind them until they're at Khabib's level where they're 22 and 0. But a lot of these guys get buried. So, yes, but it's going to take them a lot longer than it would against someone else. Because when you grow up in some, one of these, I mean, Don, you fought over in Russia, right? No, I've been there, but I haven't fought there. No. But the thing is, it's the promoter's responsibility to get these guys over, you know? Yeah. And if they're not going to take the time to promote these guys to the audience, to the people, you know, they're going to lose money. Fuck. I mean, they're Hollywood. They're Hollywood. They should know how to promote, you know, a, an idiot, you know, a lump of shit and, and turn it, you know, <laughs> turn it into something good. I don't, know, I don't know why the I, conversation always goes back to Brendan Schaub with you guys. I know that is. Yeah. Uh, but Don, but Don, how do you but Don, how do you promote a guy who ain't no Kazakhstan that has no social media, doesn't speak English? How do you get people excited about him? You know what? That's not my area expertise. That's Hollywood. You know, let them do it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, yeah, you may make a good sizzle reel. You buy one of these companies to promote them and set, you know, put up, uh, run up their numbers and shit, you know, just like yeah. they do with anybody you else they're it. trying to make happen. Who owns the CAA? Yeah. Right. Yeah. There you go. No, I thought you William know, Morris Endeavor owned yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, WME Endeavor. WME, WME owns yeah, it. Yeah. Endeavor. Right, right, right. So I uh, think, man, I think uh, I self promoted myself basically into the UFC. I don't know if many people know that. It wasn't my stellar fighting. Um, but I basically talked my way into it by having a big internet presence and, you know, just talking shit to people all the time and challenging, challenging people like Josh Barnett to a gym challenge for a hundred grand. And he wouldn't take it because he didn't know if I could beat him or not. He would have killed me. But as far as everyone knew, he backed down from me because he wouldn't take my hundred thousand dollar, you know, offer. But I think it is Don's right. I think it's pretty ridiculous that it's on you to promote yourself. Like what, what is the promotion doing besides setting up a cage at this point? You know what I mean? Like, Think of how big a stars Nate and Nick Diaz could be if they would push them at all like they do Connor, or if they would do, you know, I mean, they've got a following they got only on them by themselves. No one's helping them, and that's something they right. both always complained about, man, like that no one's, you know, like Nick Diaz always said, can I even get a decent picture of me put up on TV? Like, that picture's from 1999 that you're using me, you know? Like, it's, uh, I don't know, man. It's, in the fight game, they really do. It's kind of like, what is the UFC doing? Like, aren't you the promoter? Like, by definition, Shouldn't you be building stars, you know? So No, it is. It's just, it's just funny, though. It's, just, it's hard because, like, Colby Covington's a prime example of a guy that came on the podcast, and I was like, yo, everyone's got to know who you are. You're so good. You're so good. And he was like, I just want to fight whoever the best guys. And all of a sudden, he just ran. He, he, got into, he got into TNA wrestling, and he learned the importance of a gimmick. And then he was yeah. like, fuck it. I'm going to run with it, you know? Yeah. Right. How to shoot a promo. He learned yeah. how to shoot a promo. I mean, back in the day, Don, your promos with Ken Shamrock were fucking epic. I remember, like, you showed up to a press conference wearing, like, a Hawaiian shirt and, and like, like eating pizza and just smoking a cigar. And it was like, you were like everyone's uncle showing up to a fucking press conference. It was fuck And Ken Shamrock was all fucking angry and serious and, like, Rrr. and you were just, like, that fucking goofy uncle that could fuck you up. But it was hilarious. I mean, I wonder where uh, I wonder where Don got that Hawaiian shirt. I wonder if it could have been a a gay bar in uh, 
Maui. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. You know, you know what I'm talking about, right? <laughs> right? You know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm, what, like, hey, that? hey, hey. I can't remember where I got that. Down, where was that shot, by the way? Yeah. You, know, you, you know what I'm talking about? Where I don't it? know, but I threw a glass of water in Ken's face, and boy, he, he fucking blew, man. He picked me up, slammed me down on a table. You know? <laughs> <laughs> everybody, everybody scattered, man. Jeez. Wait, so Ken picked you up on a table, and then what did you do? I, I, I just laughed. I just covered up, you know? But because right then and there, I, I knew how strong he was, you know? It, it helped me because we had never touched before. And he grabbed me, boom, and I, that way, you know, as you, if you can find out how strong the guy is before you fight him, it, it's, it's huh. a good tactic. You know, and I also knew that he he hadn't he he couldn't control his temper. So okay, hold on. So so Ken Shamrock picks you up to a table. Obviously, you're like this guy's strong as shit. How does that help you train? You you, you just well you know not to let him grab you. <laughs> you know. Don, Don was like, last time a guy tried to pick me up wearing this Hawaiian shirt, I was at that bar in Maui. <laughs> by, the way, uh, by the way, Mayhem, by the way, had his first uh, coaching week, a job last week. Uh, he was actually live streaming a fight where his guy got knocked out, punched in the face. And you could tell, and then he put it on, him, on his own face going, oh, shit. And you could tell he was, like, impressed by the punch, but sad that it was his guy. There was all kinds of emotion going through it. Um, but I called him and he's like really fired up now. Uh, he, he's actually really fired up. He was actually fired up about the whole thing. I should show him the whole thing with Joe Schilling. I told him he should train the guy that got beat up and bring back bully beatdown and, and like train that guy to fight. Joe. <laughs> Joe yeah. I'm sure that fight will turn out differently the second time. <laughs> It'll be much different. <laughs> um, so PFL on Thursday, uh, Cindy Dandois, who by the way is a Belgium, school teacher who also has an OnlyFans account, does some crazy lesbian stuff on OnlyFans, some hot stuff. Uh, she, fought, she has six kids, um, I think five different guys. She fought Cindy, she fought Kayla Harrison, who was a two-time gold medalist Olympian judoka. Uh, we could probably see, uh, we could probably know how that went down. Uh, one round, uh, it wasn't really competitive. Uh, Cindy put up a little bit of a fight, but I don't know who's going to beat Kayla Harrison. I mean... At 155, she's just murdering people. She's a fucking, she's just too good. She's too strong. She's too good. She's just, I, she's going to win the million dollars again. I don't see. Well, how much do you win? I wouldn't go near this. I weigh like 185. She'd fucking wreck me, dude. She, yeah. she I mean, her. Oh, you pussy. Yeah. I, I think she would wreck you at this point. I mean, are you feeling? Sean McCorkle, are you feeling like, are you uh, <laughs> relating to your womanhood now, you know? <laughs> I was just thinking, like, uh, the girl you're talking about that she fought, like, you said she's a lesbian. Um, she doesn't sound like a very good fighter, but she sounds like an even worse lesbian if she has six kids with five men. <laughs> no, it's like, not she's, not, she's not doing that right, whatever she's doing. She's not a lesbian, but she does, like... Yeah, but that's the fighting spirit. When you're willing to go to that many men and kids to find out, listen, that's the fighting spirit. She has a big crush on Anthony Johnson. That's what she wants. She uh, should do a Modelo commercial. 
<laughs> she went through six dudes and had five chicks before she realized she was a lesbian. That's the fighting spirit of Medela. Uh, you know, like it only took Adam one gig at a gay bar in Hawaii to find out it wasn't for him. Um, so, uh, Anthony Pettis lost. That's the one. That's the one. The great. So Anthony Pettis is not making. I know he's like Greg. I got more gigs. You're gonna stop it. You're gonna stop. We got a great gig for you. It's at this bar called the White Swallow. Uh, it's a. It's a great bar. You're gonna love it. Here's some knee pads. <laughs> it's actually uh, it's actually kneel down comedy. Uh, it's not uh, uh, so anyway, um. And yet Dominic Cruz can stand straight up when he's sucking dick. It's weird. Dominic Cruz is doing some of the hottest women I've ever seen. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, so is Mick Jagger. <laughs> Mick Jagger had the greatest pussy on earth. What are you talking about? Yeah, he I'm pretty sure a, he's gay though, right? No, no I mean, I think he probably had something. David Bowie. Yeah, I right. mean, listen, sometimes. Sometimes, you know, cocaine's a hell of a drug. I was, actually, I was actually David Bowie's stand-in on Zoolander. Uh, and he, oh, was, wow. he was the nicest guy ever. We During talked about because no, because Alice he loved Alice Cooper. My dad told me he used to go to all my dad managed Alice Cooper. He used to go, he used to watch Alice Cooper all the time. We were having a great conversation, and then they fucking fight. Then the, the AD came over and said, Uh, can you not talk to David Bowie? Because Ben Stiller was getting jealous because he was a director. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I was taking away Ben Stiller's time with David Bowie. So you were Ben Stiller's fluffer or David Bowie's? Which one? <laughs> I don't know. I was making him jealous that he didn't, he didn't get enough time with David Bowie. No, I mean, your role in the movie, you were stunt double for who? For David Bowie. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. He was the nicest guy. Was that, was that while he was in bed with Nick Jagger? Yes, yeah. <laughs> that, that's how Adam prepared for the role. He blew nine guys in Maui. That's yes, how he got ready. And, and Jagger still couldn't, yeah, get any, 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 Jagger couldn't get any satisfaction afterwards. All right, so <laughs> here we go. Um, so Anthony Pettis, they gave him a million dollars, allegedly, to join the PFL. He, he doesn't make the playoffs. Allegedly, they gave Verdum a million dollars to join the PFL. He doesn't make the playoffs. I mean, I can't think of a worse business model. <laughs> You're supposed to pay people after they win the tournament. I was going to say, this is, this is exactly why you don't pay hookers before anything happens. <laughs> you get a lousy performance. They already got that. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So, and also, Lance Palmer didn't make it. Lance Palmer won it last year and the year before. Uh, to, he, you know, he's up $2 million, so he's doing all right. But he didn't, he, he didn't make the playoffs. Um, Bellator had a secret fight last Friday. I don't know if you guys heard about it. You Another, mean like all their fights? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Tim Johnson lost but had a fight to this guy, Moldovsky. But Tim Johnson is one of those guys, Don. He's out of the Don Fry camp. He's an Army veteran. Uh, he was actually uh, working in Minnesota at the National Guard during all the riots in Minnesota. And um, he's also – he was a strip club uh, bouncer, an Uber driver. He's Nganu's training partner. And he lost uh, to this guy at a five-round fight. <laughs> but it was one of those fights where he just kept saying, like, come on, hit me, hit me. Uh, uh, and he got hit more than he, he hit the other guy. But he's a tough fucking – That's not very smart. That's the bad, that's the bad fight for him. Um, I just find amazing that Adam insinuated there were riots in Minnesota. Those were peaceful protests from everything I've seen online. online yeah. Online. So. Yeah, you're going to be, you're going to be canceled, Adam. You're going to be canceled. Uh, of course. Uh, Liz Carmouche, 
Uh, Liz Carmouche fought this undefeated Asian girl, Kana Wanatabi, and just beat the living shit out of her. Uh, another veteran, Liz Carmouche looked amazing. This girl was undefeated. And now they're doing a thing where who should Fedor fight next? Bellator wants the fans to decide who Fedor should fight. Uh, that's <laughs> great. That's great. That your fucking promotion is so bad. You can't even promote the greatest heavyweight fighter in the world. So you can ask the fucking fans. They need a fans to be the matchmaker. We don't know who to put this guy in. You got to learn guys want. Yeah, I'll tell you who he's got to fight. Father Time. He's fighting in Russia. They want someone to fight him in Russia. Uh, Jake Hager, who goes by Jack Swagger in the WWE, uh, he wants to fight him. Um, so I don't know if that's going to be the fight. Uh, did you guys watch the bare knuckle boxing event? There was too many fights that went on, but the bare knuckle boxing event, uh, I'm a fan. It's $6 a month on the bare knuckle boxing app for all the events. It, this you know, it's awesome. It's $6 a month or $99 a year. I was like, it seems to me like I'll just go month to month since it's cheaper than signing up for a year. <laughs> they need to get somebody to do their math over there, man. But this is the best $6 I've ever spent. Dude, so Hector Lombard fought Joe Riggs, right, for the championship. Yeah. I guess they just give out titles. Like, it was only a, the second fight, but he's, he was for the championship, the bare knuckle. Right. So Hector comes out. I guess he wasn't feeling that well. He said, told me afterwards. And he's just, he doesn't throw straight punches. He's just fucking winging crazy, right? And he, he won the first two rounds. Then he got caught maybe in the third. The fourth, he got caught pretty hard by Joe Riggs. He grabbed Joe Riggs' shorts for some reason. Um, I'm not really sure why, but while he grabbed his shorts, maybe he thought it was a gi, he hit him with an overhand, with like a, a looping left. And it would have been a legal, it was a legal shot, but it, because it's like wrapped, but the knuckles aren't, it grazed him. But the knuckle did hit his eye, but it wasn't like it went in his eye. But the ref was kind of yelling at him to not grab the shorts beforehand. So there was like confusion, but they stopped the fight. Riggs got thought he got hit in the eye, but I think it was illegal. You see the punch, Sean? Yeah, man. I don't. I like. I like Joe Riggs, man. I don't have anything against the guy, but when you see a guy saying, "Wait, if I can't see, do I win?" Like you see him like talking to the people or whatever. If I can't continue, do I win? They're like, "Well, it'd probably be the scorecard." Okay, I can't see then. And then they're like, "Oh no, you'll lose." Okay, no, I can fight. I can see. You know, whatever. Like it's. I don't know. I don't. I mean, I don't doubt his eye got scratched a little bit, but it wasn't a thumb or finger that got it, man. Like, it was maybe a knuckle scratched it. I don't know. It, was, it looked clean, like a clean shot to me. But, so, but, yeah, but, and the thing was, so then afterwards, this was the funny, so this guy walks in the, the cage, right? Uh, this guy who I guess is, like, undefeated in bare-knuckle boxing, uh, or he's won five in a row. Uh, his name is Antoine. A guy, his name is, what's his name? Uh, did you see what happened? I thought it was like, Lorenzo is it Hunt or something? Or, yeah, Lo or right? yeah, his name is Lorenzo Hunt, right? So you got to, Greg, you got to see this. I'm going to put this up, right? Okay, yeah, I'm looking at some of it now. So I have it. Uh, this was one I, of the, yeah. hold on, this was one of the craziest things. Because Hector Lombard is not a guy that really gets like, you know, light sparring. Or like, you know, kind of guy where you could go like, walk into the cage and like threaten him he he's just not that guy so hold on so i'm gonna put this up right no here. he's who you turn to for nice calm political debate right <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i think the lorenzo and hunt guy came and said something about trump from the reaction oh. so here's what happened hold on so uh tell me what you think don fry all right so here's what happened so after uh, I, uh lorenzo hunt in the ring oh, oh shit 
Gotten a little sucker punch. Was it a sucker punch? I mean, the guy got in his face. I think he's been training with Joe Schilling, looks like to me. (laughs) (laughs) Call that good one. Meanwhile, Joe Riggs was the guy he just fought, and it was the guy that was like held him back. Like the guy he just fought was like, yo, don't beat him up. Like, like, I mean, uh, Don, what do you think? Run it again. What? Run it again? Run it again, will you? All right, hold on. All right, so I'll, I'll run it again. I'll run it again. And go right. full screen with it so we can really see it. All right, okay. So, yeah. uh, I mean, this bare knuckle thing, is it's just like the golden age of bare knuckle boxing because uh, I don't know who's running it, but they're just letting crazy shit go down. All right, so here we go. Uh, boom. All right. After, uh, uh, Lorenzo Hunt in the ring. Oh, shit. Can you guys see? No, you got to share the screen. No. All right, hold on. Saw you. The audio was amazing, though. Oh, hold on. Sounds <laughs> <laughs> great. Sounds great. I imagined it being awesome when I picture it in my mind. All right, share. They watched it play on radio. What? All right, hold on. Now, all right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like Joe Lewis <laughs> putting up a hell right, of a Oh, my. Look at his gun. One in the ring. Oh, Jesus. It's a little choppy on the video, but uh, there's a. There I, I love how like the Lorenzo Hunt punches. guy was like, hey, come on, man. Like, stop, like, real calmly. Uh, well, what? it's supposed to be like a sort of face-off. It's a hype moment. It's supposed to hype the future fight. It's not, I mean, Well, I geez. think they did that. I think they accomplished that. <laughs> yeah, well. Maybe not the best way. No, you're right. We're talking about it, so maybe you're right. They, they, it worked. I mean, People, the average person doesn't understand. Guys like, man, like, it used to crack me up because I would smack somebody quick if need be. Like, Adam, you saw when the guy disrespected that kid when I was with yeah. you or whatever. Like, if you fight every day, it's you don't get nervous about punching somebody in the face for disrespecting you. You know, it ain't like you're sitting there thinking, oh, what if someone calls the cops? Like, it just – you get real uh, right. guess, desensitized to violence, you know? Yeah. It's instinctual. Yeah. It's I just think- reflex. Reflex and instinct, man. You don't even think about it. It happens. Boom. Yeah, that's the way I am with marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think about it. Like I don't even. I, I didn't even know I had weed on me. So, but I mean, Hector Lombard is is also like not the guy. I mean, he's just right. not, like he just doesn't really get. I mean, he he's like a guy. I feel like there are certain people that were just born in the wrong century. You know, yeah. like he should have been like a caveman. Don, you're kind of in that category uh, of, of a guy that just. You guys would have thrived. Uh, like, you're making a racist comment again. Right? No, but like, as like a Viking. <laughs> I feel like if we were back in the because, Viking days. Because the guy, because the guy's black. You're no. saying he can't read. No, oh, no. oh my God. No, no, no. I didn't say any of that. I, I, I said that like you guys would thrive as like Vikings. Uh, no, dude, I believe wholeheartedly a thousand years ago, Don Fry would be, if not president, at least a governor. Like, the guy's like, you know what I mean? Like, really, man, that's what people respected. That's what I told Don one day or something. told him I respect the hell out of him that he won't change. Like, I think it's awesome that Don ain't changing with the times. Like, he just, he is yeah, who you'd he be is. Like, you'd be like king of a city. All right. Yeah, easily. Oh, yeah. With so, walls, there'd be walls, everything. And they'd be like, oh, you, gotta, you don't want to face the king. <laughs> and there'd be Don. So, also, Pearl Gonzalez, by the way, who, I, I, Pearl Gonzalez is a girl that used to be a gang member in, uh, in Chicago. Super hot. <laughs> Really hot girl, by the way. Uh, and then she was uh, joined the UFC. They almost didn't let her fight the first time because she had implants in, like, New York. They thought her implants were going to pop uh, when he, she fought Tatiana Suarez, I believe. And then they let her fight. 
She then was an Invicta. She lost a couple fights, won a couple fights. Good fighter. She's doing bare knuckle boxing. She has an OnlyFans account, which is like, I, I don't, I'm not, I don't, I don't join it. People send me pictures, and uh, she gives the fans what they want. Of course, if yeah. If you're a fan of OnlyFans, this is the girl. So this is her, this is her, her, uh, her uh, walkout uh, during bare knuckle boxing. Uh, I fully support this. Hold on, I'll show you. Here we go. Here's the screen. There you go. Full uh, screen. There we go. So this is what she came out. This is what bare knuckle boxing. So tell me what you guys think. Oh my! So she nice. has her own ring girl. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, it's time for the percolator. <laughs> I didn't know that. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest, guys. I'm I'm percolating. <laughs> <laughs> You know it's weird. I, you said Pearl. I'm about to, to percolate uh, my pants. Look at this. Look at this. What? I didn't oh, know that Pearl yeah. used to be a gang member. I also heard that uh, Bruce Buffer was a gang bang member um, when he was in Hawaii. So like, that was weird. That uh, I don't know if that actually is the same. But. So this is uh, this is Pearl's girls right here, uh, and then Pearl comes out and uh, and uh, walks out to her fight. So. KFC's women's 125 pound division is stacked. Yeah, I love the that they're sponsored by KFC. You know, like she has a group of girls, kind of makes her seem like maybe she's still a gang member. Like if she's a pimp, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, like these are her bitches. She it and that's the only thing I love that it was sponsored by KFC. If you like those breasts, come on down to KFC. Get a bucket of breasts for eight ninety nine. We got dark meat, white meat. We got some legs. We got legs. We got thighs. That's what I like. Her her aunt was the girl in the Carmen's Mad video, by the way. Her aunt was the girl in the I Want to Sex You Up video. A little fun fact about her. So, yeah. Wait, you're talking about in the nineties? Yeah, in the nineties. By the way, that's awesome. Which, by the way, Call Me Bad, that's why they hate each other now. I guess one guy's like drunk, and they had a concert about a year ago, and the guy Dude, came I up. saw that. No, I saw that. It's awesome. Yeah, so the guy And the guy, up. the lead singer's like 700 pounds, like he looks like Big Pun or something. It was the greatest thing ever. And then the guy started to get, and then he got beat up, or he like pushed the other guy. They started fighting during the, con during the concert. That was uh, great, it was, man. It was at like a school auditorium. There was like 30 people there. <laughs> I heard that one of them said that he didn't adore Mia more anymore, and it was just over. Then it's like, all right, dude, I can't. I can't be with a guy who doesn't adore Mia more. No, I was watching the BET Awards with my kid and my wife, uh, and there's a rapper called The Baby. You know, The Baby. He's like, yeah, The Baby. So he came out with a giant baby, like 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 a, a huge like seven foot black. Baby. You mean Brendan Shop? Like a, like a, like a, like an <laughs> Sorry, foot. it was another TM. I apologize. That's your territory. McCormick. It was like, a, it was like a ten foot black baby wearing a diaper that was dancing in the background. And my daughter thought that was the funniest thing. And the, she's like, I didn't even kid. know Shaq had another kid. <laughs> <laughs> and, but then the baby started twerking with the girls. So it was a little bit strange. That was the only odd part. <laughs> uh, so, um, and so, so yeah. You put your seven-year-old kid to bed, right? <laughs> <laughs> the best, no more. Meanwhile, no the, more. Best, the, the best fight on that bare-knuckle bare boxing card was Tiago Alves. Fought this guy, Ulysses Diaz. Aves got dropped in like the second round, was like done against the guy who's like a 12 and one boxer. And Alves came back and almost murdered the guy. Like he Dude, went from. It was bad. That fight was insane, right? 
Yeah, it was awesome. And Alves has got balls, man. They hung in there because he was getting his ass kicked. Like, he really was. And then you could tell at the end of the fight, the other guy had broke mentally or physically or whatever. Like, he didn't want any more. And Alves was still in there like an, like an animal, man. Like, he was uh, – because he was he was, getting, he was getting tuned up in the first couple of rounds, man. It was bad. Yeah, it was crazy. It was, it was, it was crazy. That was a great, great fight. Um, so, uh, yeah, Don, I feel like you'd be a great commentator on bare knuckle boxing. Like, like, I feel like you would be like, I do tell you, I do tell you, you should call him up and tell him that, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You know, Adam, it would seem like that. Of course, you've never had one of your fights commentated by Don Fry. Like I did. I was the main event and, uh, WMA won 20,000 fans (laughs) there just to see me because there's almost no one else famous on the card and Don Fry's my hero. And the, uh, I go back to watch it. I lose to a guy that never should have beat me. And that first kick I take, he goes, man, the quarterback, he's ready to quit after one kick. I was like, wait, what? I wasn't ready to quit. And then he starts saying, he's, he's Indiana's favorite son. He told me all week how much he hates Indiana. His, his whole family, everybody from Indiana sucks. They're all ugly. And I'll tell you what, we cracked up on how much Indiana sucks. And I started getting hate mail, like, immediately. Like, uh, after the pay-per-view, it was crazy. Was like, no, Don, I heard back in the day during shark fights, you and Boz Rutten would commentate. And you guys would get drunk and just talk yeah. about your own fights the whole time. Like, like there'd be, like, fights going oh, on. Really? You were like, our fights were better. Is, is, is this true? I don't remember. I don't remember. <laughs> <That's> so, <laughs> Dude, you've never seen anything like Carl Parisian high as a kite talking to a drunk Don Fry about who was better, Don's generation or Carl's generation in a bar for those fights. Dude, I was in tears for, like, two hours. Because uh, Carl Parisian's insane anyway. He's like, bro, I would have done this or that. And Don's like, I shit bigger than you. You know, blah, blah, blah. We're going back and forth. It was like, it was, I thought they were going to fight for real. It was awesome. It was amazing. Well, they're both judo black belts. Uh, uh, I got my money on Fry. So, um, obviously, this week there's not much going on. There's an LFA fight. Uh, one championship's got to fight. But then next week, it's just crazy that, like, it's like all the events come in one week. Like, one week it's like PFL, Bellator, and the UFC, and Bare Knuckle. And the next week, there's nothing. Like, why yeah. wouldn't you just, if you see that, why wouldn't you be like, all right, let's get the next week when there's nothing going on Do we have no competition. There's also two great you would, boxing You would think if you weren't going to market a fight like Bellator, Mark, don't market it on a week where there's no other fights. So Yeah, right. It's just, it's just, it's just crazy. Uh, by the way, did you watch that, uh, the uh, boxing match coming on, though, the uh, tank, the guy tank something, the uh, amazing boxer. Gervonta something. Yeah, Gervonta tank. It was so he had a fight, and then he was Mayweather's guy, and Mayweather came into the ring during the fight. And says, "Just so you know, unofficially, you're down, like yeah. you're losing." And that was Tank, awesome. And then Tank came back and then knocked him out. Um, yeah, because you know Tank got mad about it, and Floyd Mayweather said, "You want me to lie to you? You want me to tell you the truth? The unofficial scorecard says you're losing, so you might want to turn it up. Like that's what you don't you don't need yes men in your corner, you know." He also came out with a rapper. Right. Well, if like I came out with a rapper for my shows, or like if anyone had like a, like a, if a Jiffy Lube, the guy comes out with a rapper and just starts cut, walking to your car, wouldn't that be kind of? I I, uh, I don't think it'd be so cool for you uh, in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think <laughs> they'd be like, "Wow, Adam's trying really hard." <laughs> I don't know. I don't think coming it'd be from perfect. a guy that brought his own drum set to the fucking comedy stage. All right. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Because that had never been done before. That's right. It was hilarious. You know, but but your jokes are so funny. I feel like that took away a little bit, to be honest. <laughs> you but, remember, Adam, you know, we were talking, I think it was last week, we were talking about how they hit the uh, old boy had a mariachi band with yeah. him, like to walk into the ring. I was going to tell you, I used to, I uh, had a lawyer that worked for me back when I was rich. Um, I had a business in Mexico also, and I hired a lawyer down there. 
who was also apparently a federal judge, but uh, he had to get out of it. He used to represent narcotics traffickers. And um, he said he got out of it because once you know so much, they go ahead and kill you. But he said when he was 25 years old, he just got his legal degree. He got a big Coke dealer off on a deal down there where they bribed somebody. The guy gave him $200,000 and he said it was gone in a week. And I was like, what? Who, who took your money? What, were you married to my ex-wife? No. Um, he said, uh, 200 grand. He said he hired a mariachi band to follow him everywhere he went, just walking down the street, playing theme music for him. And then like he would go in a bar and then play theme music. Like he just had his own theme music. He, like he's like for a week straight, which sounds like a really expensive mariachi band. But that's what I'm thinking. I mean, that, that accounts for like $700. Right. <laughs> yeah, so millions. When I originally was hiring the guy, like he was a little shady because I told him, I said, do you, uh, I was shipping electronics and appliances to Mexico. It's hard to explain, like used ones. But I said, you're not going to have like Coke coming back on my trailers, are you? Like I was a little bit nervous. He goes, do you want some? And I was like, no, no, I'm just making sure that this doesn't shady going on. I don't want to get in trouble. And at the end of me making my deal, how much I was going to pay him and hire him full time, he goes, I hope uh, you can trust me, my friend, uh, to do the right thing. And I said, at this point, Andres, if I can't trust a Mexican lawyer, who can I trust? Yeah, and uh, he, he didn't pick up the. Yeah, when I used to work on those cruise ships, I worked with this woman, this female comic who I'm not going to say her name, very famous black female comic that doesn't walk very well. Funny, you'll so, say her color, but not her name. So, it's almost so, like that's all. That so she's like, okay, she's yeah. like, hey, when you're in Mexico, <laughs> could you pick me up? And gave me like a list of like illegal drugs, but like, 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 like painkillers and stuff. So I was like, oh, yeah, all right. Try to be a nice guy. Then I'm like, if I get busted coming back on the ship with this, she's not going to fucking like, like I'm, I'm done. Right. I'm an idiot. <laughs> so now I'm, like, right. now I'm like hiding pills. In I my don't know you. Yeah, I'm like, uh, yeah, so I like did it for him. I'm like, I'm such a fucking idiot, you know. Like, I, I paid a Mexican to go get me painkillers in Mexico one time. It. So what now every time you come in the country, they're going to give you the old anal swab. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they call Especially it the Brendan swab. Oh, there it is. That's three today. That's three good no, ones so far. Uh, Adam, I paid a guy in Mexico. I was in El Paso, Texas one time. You remember how bad my back was? And I paid a Mexican dude to go across Mexico and bring me back any kind of painkillers. I gave him $1,500. He came back with $1,470 and 10 Tylenol with codeine. And uh, I told him, I said, dude, that doesn't really help me. He goes, no, but it's a good price, my friend. He just kept saying, good price, my friend. I was like, dude, that's cool. But I like, I can't walk. So, um, yeah. Dude, I was at a strip club in El Paso. So he took your money, slapped you, and took your $1,400. <laughs> I was at a strip club. I thought, hey, by the way, I thought we agreed you would never tell anybody about that story. <laughs> dude, I was at a strip club in El Paso, and the girl was like, hey, you could fuck me in the ass for two hundred dollars, right? Uh, and then I, like she was like getting, I, I got a lap dance, and I was like, right, and that's how, how you know it's a dude. So I was like, how about twenty? Yeah. I she was how about I go, how about twenty? She's like deal, right? But I like, but I like <laughs> that's how you definitely know it's a dude. I, I was like, you know what? No. So I just hung out with her all all weekend. She came to the shows, and we became friends. And uh, that was the whole, that's the rest of the story. Uh, I didn't yeah, know. I'm sure. I'm sure that's how it ended. <laughs> yeah, and that, and that yeah, it's all it was. Yeah. Exactly. The twenty dollar anal whore came to my shows, and that was it. Uh, nothing else happened after that. Did I tell you? Oh, I forgot. To, I don't know if I told you guys. You guys, did I tell you guys about me seeing Brendan Schaub stuck on the side of the road. No. <laughs> I'll tell you that already. It remind me of that story. Yeah. Um. I I was like going. I my car broke down, and um, there was a cow with his horn stuck in this fence, right? And so, like, I you know I hadn't had sex for a long time this is years ago and so uh, i looked around i seemed to be alone i was like well why not so i started giving it to this cow right and uh brendan Schaub pulls over to help me asked me if i need my car jumped or anything i said oh just give me a minute he goes hey man you've been doing that a long time it's my turn 
And I was like, okay, man. So he walked over and freed the cow's horns from the fence and bent over. So. Oh, my God. Now, Don just... Fry, Don, uh, you look like you're in great shape. Uh, you were working out? What's going on? Oh, he's in great shape. What the hell? What are you saying? I'm saying that like a year ago, you didn't look like you were this uh, put together, this, this fit. You, you, uh, you but you have to admit, Adam, this is the first time we've seen him actually sitting up. But I've seen pictures. I saw right. pictures. Normally, we, we got him, it's him laying down like this. <laughs> Enough about his OnlyFans. <laughs> I'm saying you look like you've been, uh, you've, been, you've been training. Have you been training? Uh, I've been training for everything, man. I'm, I'm training for my, for my fight. At the uh, for the heavyweight interim title belt, yes. <laughs> awesome, <laughs> nice. awesome. I'll buy that pay per view right now. All right. So you know Don's going right. down to get stem cells. Did you guys? Did you hear about Don going to get stem cells down there in South America? I'm gonna try to tag along, maybe and do it too. He's gonna make his comeback, man. Yeah. Yeah, really? Columbia. Yeah. You didn't hear that? Um, yeah. Bio, bio cell. Yeah. And gonna go down to Colombia and, and do the stem cell treatment. And uh, then, then we're talking about my comeback. Then, uh, then I'll be there. I'll be. I'll it be sounds right like there, the Expendables buddy. Five or something. The fucking. <laughs> Wait, you're going to Colombia to get? St- are you going by yourself? No, there's a group of group of guys going to go down there. So you, you uh, dance, you dance ever. <laughs> he's got to pick him up. Yeah, right, Don, don't you have to pick up that group of guys in Maui first, I heard, and then you're going to Columbia. <laughs> okay. Guys, guys, quit insulting Maui. I'm about to go there. I love this. I, and I've been there, like, this is like probably my fifth time going to Maui. It's my favorite of all the Hawaiian islands. And I, it's honestly, it's oh, really I, beautiful and I fantastic. Hate Maui. I really? Hate Maui. I got married on Maui. I'll never Oh, well, that's, that's why. <laughs> yeah, I haven't gone there and made any life changing mistakes. So for me, it's still a yes. place. Dude, I actually, uh, me and my wife conceived our baby in, in Maui. So, uh, oh, wow. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so, uh, uh, Greg, when you go there, uh, you know, Chico. Chico is one of the guys. You know, Chico. Chico's you mean of- Chino? Yeah, Chino. Yeah, Chino. Yeah. Yeah, Chino Booker. Yeah, yes, booked, we have like, a gig arranged. That's Chino set it up at the playground. Okay. Which, you know, might be owned by the <laughs> baby. And then and then which I have is, another I have another guy too that also uh, books a bunch of gigs in Maui. So uh, Well, I'm not listen, I'm on vacay. I'm not really looking to do a bunch of gigs. I'm gonna do one gig and then I'm also gonna teach a workshop, and that's all I'm looking to do. The rest of the time, we're just chilling, going to the beach, just relaxing, drinking our faces off. That's that's the plan, man. You need to hook up with show. Kendall Grove uh, while you're there, man. He's an awesome dude. I don't know if you know who Kendall Grove is, Greg, but he is an awesome, awesome dude, man. I love that dude. He's a former UFC fighter, and he lives, I think, in Maui. Yeah. Um, probably probably brings people guy. out to your show. Well, hopefully he comes out to Kendall's my show. Kendall's a good guy. That'd yeah, be awesome. Yeah. I would love it if he came out to the show. That'd be great. And, Sean, how's your farm doing? Uh, I just had a guy fixing my tractor, so that's a little bit better. But, uh, no, nah, man, I don't know. I, had, I have this thing. I put a motion sensor. I'm trying to get the security gate put in. So I can look like I'm rich, right? Like have a big iron gate that opens. But uh, it sucks like putting a chain up every night because I had that meth head come on my property. So last night, the alarm keeps going off saying someone, there's motion in my front yard, which is like eight acres. But so somebody has crossed my fence line, basically. You know what I mean? Like moving around out there. So I go out onto my second story balcony with my AR-15 and a laser sight. And I'm like shining around the yard looking for anybody to shoot or shoot at. And I don't see anything. Then I almost shot my dog, my $10,000 dog because I heard a commotion to my left and I thought it was somebody trying to break in my house. You'd have to see the setup. 
but I turned ready to shoot it and it was my dog out that wasn't barking. So I was thinking that would have been a uh, terrible waste of money and bullet. Yeah, you know, when you live on that much acreage, things moving around at night kind of comes with the property. <laughs> yeah, I think it was a deer, as it turns out. Oh, I, yeah. I woke me up this I morning mean, at 6 a.m. There was a deer on my driveway. What do you think, it's a hippie? Just uh, by the way, wandering yeah, around on it? No, it's fucking animals, man. But how, far you, how far are you from Indiana? How far am I from Indiana? Yeah. I live in Indiana. Okay, I, I, got, I got a show uh, July... July 17th at a theater in Indiana. So. In Indianapolis or Indiana? What are you talking about? In Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm, I'm only 45 minutes from Indy. So. Oh, nice. So I'll see you there. So you what, July 15th? July 17th. It's Saturday. 17th? I actually have a wedding. Are you doing it the day before or not? July 17th is my birthday and I have to be at a wedding for my girlfriend's. Uh, she's uh, a maid of honor. Uh, well, I get in the night before, so maybe we'll just meet up. Yeah, we'll have to do that because uh, what theater? I don't even know. I'm the gay the men's chorus of Indiana. I was say, yeah, is it the unicorn? <laughs> because there's a gay strip club here called the Unicorn that would probably Dude, the, look you know how like on, on Instagram you could tag any place you've been to? So for yeah. a while, anytime I, I had a picture, I put San Diego Gay Men's Choir as like the <laughs> <laughs> How are we not canceled? Jesus Christ. <laughs> All right, Don, what do you got coming up? Oh, just hitting the uh, podcast some more. We, we got some good guests coming on. Um, uh-oh, my bad. I'm dying, I'm dying. <laughs> Did Don say he's hitting the vodka some more? His podcast, his podcast. Oh, I thought you said the vodka. All right. All now right, my phone's that. dying. All right, and where can people find this podcast on? Dan and Don's. Toxic masculinity. It's um, shit uh, on YouTube. It's on YouTube. All right, and then uh, what do you have coming up, John? Uh, same old shit as always. I got another dog, another ten thousand dollar dog coming uh, in a couple weeks. Uh, I noticed we skipped over Don's appearance on JRE. I thought we'd talk about that at some point, but I guess it's maybe for next week. I don't know. Did you watch Don on Rogan's yeah, podcast? We, we, we talked about it at the start of the show. Oh, I wasn't there. Okay, yeah, it was. Uh, I found it interesting that Don didn't try to weasel his way into a stand-up comedy career by being on there like Brendan Schaub. But um, <laughs> all he had to do like was, he was Schaub, fight uh, again, and then he would have a career in stand-up. Uh, Greg, what do you got? Well, I, I tried. I, I tried repeating everything Joe Rogan said. You know, right? But that had already been done. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's that's the ticket. Uh, Greg, what do you have? Well, July 5th at the playground there in Maui. And then July 9 and 10, I'm going to come home and then go right out to Tucson and uh, do the Laughs Comedy Cafe in Tucson. And then July 19th through 25th, I will be at the Strat in Las Vegas at the LA Comedy Club. So that's, and then, and then July 30th, 29th through 31st, I'll be at the Golden Nugget in Carson City, Nevada. Nice, nice. I'm at the Chicken Spot Comedy Show. <laughs> are you getting paid in wings are you getting paid in wings yes, uh, july 3rd I'm at, i have a show in hawthorne on crenshaw boulevard i don't know the name of the place but it's on it's in crenshaw. i feel like it's another wing place uh <laughs> oh shit i got my hair cut once there in compton they didn't like me i'm at uh well that gets you a white power fucking uh right. your head <laughs> i have um i'm at the strat in uh at the la comedy club july 5th to the 9th Shamrock's Bar in Marietta, July 13th. I'm at Plan B 
in Thousand Palms, <laughs> July 15th, Plan B Bar and Grill. Uh, Indianapolis, July 17th. Uh, and then Reno, <laughs> factory in Reno, July 22nd to the 25th. So Indianapolis is just one night? Just one yeah, day? One, one night. The Damn it. One night. And then the Laugh Factory in Reno, July 22nd to the 25th. And then the Laugh Lines in Colorado, Colorado Springs, July 30th, 31st. Uh, so, uh, yes, hopefully I'll see you guys. You guys are the best to make my whole week better. Thank you, guys. Take care. See you guys. See you guys.